Welcome to Pray with Andy Withrow. In month two of our Rooted series, Andy offers part two of his morning prayer reflection on transforming faith. Enjoy! This is Andy, and welcome to Morning Prayer. We are in the middle of our Rooted series, getting back to our roots here at the table, and we're in root number two. We want to be a community. We want to be a people who are rooted in a transforming faith, a faith that works, a faith that does something. Now, a couple weeks ago, I talked about how we're always being formed, this idea that we're always being shaped and formed and molded, whether we realize it or not, by our environment, by what's around us, by what we're seeing, by what we're listening to, by what we're reading. It shapes us. It transforms us for better or for worse. But all of us, all of us are always looking for real transformation, something deeper, something transformative, something that really changes us. We hunger for it. We long for it. We desire it. Whether it's on the level of our habits or whether it's on the level of our thought patterns, our imaginations of what's possible and what's not possible, whether it's on the level of our, our heart and our, our, our bodies, that they might come into alignment with what we believe to be true. There's often that disconnect for many of us. We believe something, but our heart and our actions don't actually, don't actually line up with that. They don't buy it on the same level. Or we desire transformation on the level of our very desires. I desire things that I don't think are good for me, or I desire things that I, I know are wrong, and I want, I want my desires transformed, or I want them ordered. Now, when we get our noses in the Bible and we think about, well, what, what is the kind of transformation that really changes us from the inside out? we realize that, that real transformation requires a change in the very thing that fuels us, fuels our, our depths, our soul. It's as if we are tapping into a whole new well of fresh water, and this whole time we'd be living on tainted water that was just a little poisoned and made us sick. It's like we go from running on anxiety and fear and uncertainty, and we find a new source that helps us run on truth and grace and peace and grows us into confidence and other, other fruitful things uh, that transform us, transform our very character. Now, Jesus talks about this, and he talks about this with a lawyer back in John chapter 3. He talks about this whole new source of transformation, this whole new source of life. He calls it being born again or being born from above. And it really has to do with this, this same idea of tapping into a new well. In this case, the source being God himself rather than ourselves or others around us or the things around us. He points us in that direction. And this whole idea, this whole image of tapping into a new well, it reminded me of Genesis 26. Isaac, his father Abraham has just died. 
He's been blessed. He has lots of wealth. He has lots of servants. And he grows so prosperous that he's, he's kind of too big for the, the town he's in. And they, they kick him out because there's no room for anybody else. And so Isaac finds himself in the same wilderness that his dad, Abraham, journeyed through uh, as a nomad. And um, he came across these circuit of wells that his father had dug back in the day that they had lived on, and they're all filled in. The Philistines had come through, and they dug them all in. They filled them all in. And so Isaac, he redigs the wells. He redigs these old wells of his father's. And it is a helpful image for me just thinking about this desire for transformation, rooting ourselves in prayer that is itself rooted in the very words of God as this source, this new source of life, this fresh water, this good water, this pure water that transforms us. And it made me think of these parallels because I think there's some helpful, just as an image or maybe a little parable, to help get us rooted in this life of prayer. Because redigging wells is hard and laborious work. And for a lot of us, trying to create a habit of prayer can be hard and laborious work. It's like digging a new well. It's like trying to find that fresh water. But it's good work. It's good work that is fruitful. When we think about rooting ourselves in prayer that's rooted in God's words, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to find this new source or create this space, do this hard work of creating this space for us to be present to God and, a God, and to allow God to do this transformative work. So it's okay. Redigging is supposed to be hard and laborious work, so let it be a little bit. Don't get discouraged when prayer doesn't feel like what you think it should feel like. Maybe in the beginning it's supposed to feel a little bit awkward and hard and like a labor. Second thing is redigging wells for Isaac is not an optional exercise and is not an optional exercise for us either. If he wants to live out on that circuit of wilderness that his dad lived on, they have to redig these wells. He has to. That's the only, only source of life. And for us, I would argue it's the same thing. In the wilderness of our lives, grace and truth are scarce. Whatever we're listening to, whatever we're watching, whatever we're paying attention to, those things are in short supply. But they aren't with God. And so this redigging, it's not optional for us. We need this source of life to make it through this life. And if we want to be transformed in the ways that we've been talking about. And finally, redigging wells requires community. Isaac has a community. He has servants. They're digging these wells together. And it just made me think that's what we strive to be here at the table is a community that can help each other do the kinds of things that we're talking about. And that's part of the reason that I wanted to do um, a podcast a couple times a month with morning prayer, just to be a little bit of a touch point uh, for us as a community 
uh, to have some motivation and some thoughts around what does it mean to pray, why are we doing it, and how do we do it. Now, there's lots of different ways to do it, tons of different ways. This way is not the only way, but this is uh, the way that I'm doing it um, every Wednesday morning at Church of Our Lord. If you want to join me at 8 a.m., I'll be here, and you can pray with me. If you want to pray with me over the podcast, you can find the downloadable PDF to follow along with today's prayer at bcp2019.anglicanchurch.net. And we're going to start on page 11. So let's pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep, We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Now the Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord, and let us hardly rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the depths of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Our psalm reading for this morning is Psalm 144. Blessed be the rock, my God who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. 
O Lord, what is man that you regard him, or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. But your heavens, O Lord, bow your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Flash forth the lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and rout them. Stretch out your hand from on high. Rescue me and deliver me from the many waters, from the hand of foreigners, whose mouths speak lies and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a ten-stringed harp I will play, pray, play to you, who gives victory to kings, who rescues David, his servant, from the cruel sword. Rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners, whose mouths speak lies and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. May our sons in their youth be like plants full-grown, our daughters like corner pillars cut for the structure of a palace. May our granaries be full, providing all kinds of produce. May our sheep bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields. May our cattle be heavy with young, suffering no mishap or failure in bearing. May there be no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall. Blessed are the peoples whose God is the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our next reading comes from Acts chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians, and of the Alexandrians, and of those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law, for we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. 
The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others, who would enslave them and afflict them four hundred years. But I will judge the nations that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac, and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him, and rescued him out of all his afflictions, and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan in great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on their second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob his father and all his kindred, seventy-five persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had brought, bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Second reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 31. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all all things, and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, 
for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now the Te Deum. We praise you, O God, and we acclaim you as Lord. All creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you, Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all praise, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you took our flesh to set us free, you humbly chose the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory, and we believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He's raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now let's say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. 
Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. And now the collect of the day, which is a prayer for this week. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear our prayers, and in our time grant us your peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Now I invite you to pause the podcast and offer up your prayers, your prayers for others that you know, for your neighbors, and also offer up your thanksgivings. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. You've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We may live as children of God, you are Thank you for God. listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church, a community in Victoria, B.C. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors, so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Music for this episode provided by the Preparation EP. 
written and arranged by Coco Reliave, and can be found at thetablechurch.bandcamp.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca. Never kept you in It laid your life to overcome the grave Spirit, may you dwell